Koshik Karan, Warren Wheatley, it's been a few months since our last conversation on Altvest. It's created enormous excitement amongst the business community. So where are we now, Warren? Hi, Alec, and uh, thanks for having me. So where we are at is that um, we're about to launch the official listing of Altvest. We're probably six weeks out from the official listing of the Altvest capital platform. Um, what does we, that mean, official so listing? Can we buy shares? Yeah, the public are going to be able to buy shares in Altvest. Um, and so by in doing so, get exposure of course, all the underlying opportunities that Altvest bring to the market. What's held us up is, um, you know, we've had to raise the capital. We, we're doing what they call a direct uh, a listing by introduction, which means all your capital has been raised off the market, but then is listed and becomes tradable post-listing. So there's no RPO, as they call it in America. Um, there'll be no public offer of shares no, when the listing um, happens. The, the process is, is slightly different. We do have to notify the public and the various uh, regulatory bodies. But in this particular case, it's called listing particulars. And the content is, is very, very similar to what a prospectus or an IPO program looks like. Um why we've done it this way is we just wanted certainty of who our strategic partners would be and to bake them into the the system prior to making the product available to, to the market. Koshik, last time we spoke as well, uh, there was a lot of excitement about the strategy of uh, private equity into private companies, smaller companies as well, which would then open up them as opportunities for retail normal investors. Have you made much progress on that front? Oh, 100%, Alec. And it's been a very choppy, volatile market across the last few months, as evidenced by all the money that I've lost in every You've possible lost way. It's, it's insane. <laughs> I can't believe it myself sometimes. But honestly, Alec, the reason it actually speaks to the importance of stressing alternative investments in a balanced portfolio, right? A, Many of the assets we're looking at are highly defensive, very resilient, generate consistent yields. And what's important is many of the assets that we've drilled into offer investors an offshore hedge, right? And I think if you 100% into Zar, personally in the next year, three years, five years, you're asking for trouble, right? Um, and it's really important for us to really drill down into those opportunities that are defensive, resilient, offer you a hedge, but most importantly, offer you the ability to have liquidity because many of the alternative investments are asset rich but they're cash poor yeah. right whether you're looking at a wine farm or you're looking at a property development company or you're looking at you know your grandmother's set of jewels it looks great in the cupboard but it doesn't add a lot of value if you can't translate that value into cash so that's our focus over the last few months we've had conversations with some incredible assets sports teams offshore property, um, a few exotic type of assets that we can get into. But we are looking for the boring businesses. Uh, it doesn't why? sound sexy. Uh, you know, Warren, you can touch on why you and I speak a lot about why boring is better. Yeah. So, you know, it's the kind of stuff that, you know, consider a bridge over a river. And there's no other way to get over the river and, you know, the bridge just charges 50 cents time every time you want to cross. Boring as all hell, but 
always in demand, always serving the public and constantly delivering yield. Um, and those are the kind of businesses we went. Um, you know, the butchers, the bakers, I love the saying, the candlestick makers, guys who have established deep roots into their communities who are serving customers daily um, and have yield. So we, you know, working in a, a family office for quite a few years, I was able to see that the most successful people had the most boring businesses. They weren't sexy. They weren't fintech. They weren't crypto enabled. They weren't blockchain enabled. You know, they weren't building robots or flying rockets to the moon. You know, they were painting or installing road signs or fixing potholes or doing some type of service that mankind or communities couldn't do without. And those were the guys who consistently paid bonuses to their families year after year. They constantly paid distributions to the family trusts. And they were the kind of businesses that no one has access to except the small network of other family offices that you know buy and sell amongst each other. And it's been our mission to bring those kind of opportunities, along with the more exotic alpha producing stuff. But those, you know, we're going to get nine out of ten of them wrong. But we want to make available the the businesses that, you know, have contracts to paint roads or highways and, and do stuff that are long-term revenue producing, cash flow positive with great yields. And are they available to be invested in? They absolutely are, uh, particularly as... Uh, the founders um, start thinking about retirement and they aren't readily available second generation guys to come into. Uh, but more interestingly enough, and everyone who's, who's studying, you know, the, who has studied what happens to businesses with the third generation, in many cases, the businesses are, are great businesses but need saving from the monster third generation child who's, who hasn't managed it as well. And then, of course, you know, there have been other stimulants for, you know, requiring capital like COVID, just the general economic malaise. So you've got good businesses that are ready to be recapitalized and, and re-fired up, but have just been through a tough time. And our banks and other financial institutions are just not supporting them. Yeah, that third generation, what's it? The first one builds it, the second one grows it, and the third one spends it. Yeah. And haven't we just seen that? But uh, but it's a, that's an interesting point that you make that the these are businesses that perhaps would never be available for outside shareholders, but because of COVID, uh, they they have been through the ringer and they might need a little bit of extra capital and hence yeah. new shareholders. And here's the thing, Alec: we talk a lot about solving unemployment and democratizing access to capital markets, but as a person, the man on the street, you can't take an interest in the economy if you don't own the economy. It's incredibly difficult to incentivize the right type of behavior if you don't democratize the right type of assets. And ultimately, that's what we're solving for. So who's going to be able to invest in this? Just, just again, unpack that with the listing on the Cape Town Stock Exchange. Yes, that's correct. Not Johannesburg Stock no, Exchange. Not, not Johannesburg. So um, Cape Town Stock Exchange, uh, you're going to have to get yourself a broker's account that's correct we'll start off with a single brokerage access uh, through a company called a trade 
but as we grow out and you know capacity increases, we'll of course sign up as many brokers. Um, or actually, it's the the opposite of that. Whichever broker signs up to the Cape Town Stock Exchange, you'll be able to access all securities listed on that. So, for example, if you know um, Peregrine or any other broker you can think of, Sunlum, Standard Bank, if they linked into the Cape Town Stock Exchange, you're going to be able to access our securities. As to who we aim in to uh, attract, we we aim in to to attract the retail investor market. You know. So anyone who's got discretionary income um, and, you know, there's a big fight for a share of that wallet. We understand that we're up against Gucci, easy equities, um, you know, casinos, hot dogs, whatever. I'm glad you said easy equities because at least that's more <laughs> investment related. <laughs> no, but the point is you, you're asking people to, to spend their discretionary income, right? So it's not just other alternative asset platforms. It's any other product that would, um, you know, take cash out of someone's wallet. Talking about easy equities, are you going to make the access to investing easy, i.e., is it going to be low cost? Yes. Uh, So the costs uh, typically in the market for access to private opportunities is what they call the 2 and 20 model, where you pay 2% of the assets under management and, you you know, you pay – 20% 20% of any outperformance of some benchmark. Our costs will be a flat 1% of assets under management for the investor. And there are certain costs that the investee company would have to incur, but those are not out of line with any other capital raising or marketing fees that they would otherwise um, have to endure if they raise their capital in any other way. Let me just understand here. As a private retail investor, I'll be able to buy Altvest shares listed on the Cape Town Stock Exchange. Yes, correct. Uh, and th- that listing will come in six weeks or so. And then the second part of that is that you are talking, Koshik, with other companies that you will list through Altvest on the Cape Town Stock Exchange. How does that all work? 100% Alex. Yeah, the best way to think about it is let's take Alex football team. Alex okay. football team needs a cash injection to buy new players. Mm-hmm. They come to Altvest. And what we do is we co-invest in every opportunity as a matter of principle. And it, to, to go off topic very quickly, I mean, I spent a large part of my career in investment banking. And the biggest regret that I have is every company that we've listed, post-IPO, if that company tanks in the market, we didn't have skill in the game. We got paid an underwriting fee. We've got paid an advisor fee. We went off into the sunset. How we preventing that in Altvest is every opportunity that we put in front of retail investors, we've got to put our own cash into. We've got to stand behind that. And if it tanks, we're all going to get poor, right? Okay. So the man on the street, we so hence, we're all poor. Hence, you want to make sure that you don't get <laughs> <laughs> too high risk and you want to get the bridge. That's why he likes yeah. boring, right? Boring Pictures means that you're not going to sleep mm, on William yeah. Lickle under the bridge. But mm. how it all fits together. Alex football team goes into Old Fest, Old Fest list on Cape Town Stock Exchange. So at some point, we'll have Alex football team, KK's football team, Waddle's football team. You as an investor may decide, I don't want exposure to football teams as an index or as a portfolio, as a basket. 
essentially what you're doing investing into Altvest is an ETF of sorts, so an index of alternative investment options. If you want a specific asset, Alec football team notes, equity link notes will trade on the exchange that you will be able to purchase separately. So they'll be full separate. exposure. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay, so you so can go direct or you can go yeah, through the, the ETF the called Altvest. And, mm-hmm. and we're hoping to create, actually, you know, thinking a few years ahead, almost an SME asset class or index that institutional managers could come in and say, you know, we bind into the SME index and, you know, measure our performance against that. And we're hoping that it can become a benchmark for small business performance in the country. Because once we've listed, let's say, a thousand um, counters, we a more fully constituted index than any other one in the JS in, in the country. Is that yeah. the ambition to get to something like a thousand businesses well, that you're in? We we'd like to we're gonna do one a year um, at first. But of course because of the tech we're able to scale up the process as as quickly as uh, demand allows. So that'll be the driving forces to you know just what the appetite by retail investors is for this asset class. And we're hoping that people realize that um, you know, owning the economy is a much better, much better, by, better way of, of having our cash circulate amongst ourselves. You know, for as an example, um, you know, there was a lot of indications about how possessive people get when they have interest in a particular asset, the, the concept he was trying to make. And we saw whether the, the the, the, the riots in July last year that people got defensive about supermarkets that they shopped at daily or that delivered their groceries or you know they picked up their prescriptions and people got up armed themselves and protected those and that interest was was quite I don't want to use superficial is not the right word but how much stronger would that bond be if they actually owned a share in that. You know, they wouldn't allow people to petrol bomb it or throw bricks through the windows and that kind of thing. And that's the kind of behavior we want to start introducing through community ownership, but individual participation in real assets in the real economy. So what is going to be the minimum per share investment that you can make in Altvest? Again, getting back to the retail investor who, who wants a share, but they might not be that wealthy um you know like all brokerages there is going to be a minimum threshold as to where it makes sense um ours will be 50 rand uh per allocation our shares themselves will be listed at five rand per share and when we say we make this affordable we're talking about the increments of the investment people will be able to invest for between 50 and 100 rand per month so if you've taken the time to educate yourself about these matters, have access to the internet and a brokerage account, you know, there's no employed person in the country who wouldn't be able to um, you know, participate in, in this initiative. In fact, you know, you're going to be able to do debit orders for 100 rand a month or 50 rand a month, and it will be allocated into the assets of your choosing. You know, and we hope to get some of the big soccer team so people hopefully in the future would be able to buy shares in pirates and kaiser chiefs and sundowns or blue bulls or the sharks or whatever the case is 
And then equally, they're going to be able to buy into you know, the toll road concession businesses and the dam walls and you know the boring stuff that yeah, you were the talking boring about. Stuff. Yeah. Um, so you can shoot the lights out on the one end, and on the other hand, you could have a portfolio of of boring, all for not tens of thousands of rands as an entry point. Yeah, and and so that's the idea: is that it needs to be accessible to to anybody from a cost perspective. But the other accessibility is that these deals are just not typically available mm. to poor or the ordinary public. Um, this is going to make wine farms, you know, uh, big operational farms, game farms, lodges, hotels. You're going to be able to pick and choose and build a basket of real South African assets. But more importantly, you're going to be able to drive there and check if the parking lot is full. You're going to be able to stay there and and grow your own investment by supporting it. And that's the behavior we want. We open that once people realize I've invested in the corner shop cafe, I'm going to buy my bread and milk and cheese from there every single day. And, and it can go to that far down. You could actually have a corner shop cafe listed yeah. through, through Altvest. So, I mean, when I say corner shop cafe, it's, it's more a spa, right? Um, what we are going to be doing to to help businesses like that is, is aggregate, let's call it, um, we don't have much of a high street culture in South Africa, except in some townships where there are streets where there are bustling businesses. So we'd be able to do almost a, a co-op agreement where you know, we create a fund that supports, call it 10 smaller businesses, and people will be able to buy into that, that fund, and the fund would be listed. So there you could have a car wash, a chicken, uh, you know, a chisinyama, a chemist, all bundled into one township proximity or whatever the case the is. The structure, it, it, the complexity of the structure sounds extreme, but you've done it. Now you've, you've got that whole process in place. It's built, it's, it's ready. It, it works. It works. What about those guys who want to access the capital, who want to be listed, want their notes to be listed, how do they go about it? I, you, you would imagine that once the message gets out, you, you'd be flooded with requests. Well, we've had 2,000 applications already. So the Ooh. system is up, it's available, uh, you can go on. 2,000 businesses, is yeah. that right, who are actually looking for capital, uh, to sell some of their equity? Yeah. And we've had about 800 people sign up a day. It's, it's tapering down because we've been a little quiet in the market. Um, so not quite as, as exciting as that anymore. But there's absolute appetite for this. Um, and you know, based on the media program, there's going to be a TV show, as we mentioned previously, where uh, the contestants, the entrepreneurs will be contestants competing in the open market for not only the hearts of the nation, but for the wallets of the nation. And it's going to be fantastic. Um, you know, the Altwest website uh, is open. It's available. You can register your interest as either an investor or as an investee, and you, you get guided to the next steps from that point. And it epitomizes the pinnacle of democratization, Alec. If you are listening and you're a retail investor and you would love to own a piece of your favorite football club, send Warren or myself a mail. Tag us on social media and say, I would love to own a piece of this club. And we will go out there and have the conversation. 
There is absolutely nothing that we called investing, and there's nothing that can't be fractionalized. So whatever you feel the appetite to invest in, whether it's property, whether it's a football team, whether it's your favorite wine farm, you know, those are the type of assets we'll go out, we'll have the conversation and make it possible for you to be an owner as opposed to a consumer. Now, I know you guys well, and I know you've been working on this 24-7. How long has it taken you to get to this point? Because as I mentioned before, all the complexity that that is in the back end, the 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 work that's been done to get to where we are now. I like actually um, our one year anniversary is up. I actually had the call with Koshik during one of the breaks at the last business conference. Um, and uh, so <laughs> it's been a good call. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a fantastic call. It has aged. I feel like I've aged three years because it's, it's quite complex and, and getting, the technology to support the ideas has been quite difficult. Getting people to understand what we're doing has been very difficult. And getting people to part with their capital to fund the business has been the most difficult. But I'm, I'm pleased to say our, our cap raise closes on the 28th. Um, if there's anyone out there, we take in the last few calls. Um, we've got data rooms that you know, under NDA you can have access to. It's not an offer to the public. We, we're looking for strategic partners who buy into the vision and who can help us with one of three things, either networks to SMEs, help us with distribution or mentoring or strategic direction of the business. So anyone out there who's a you know, large institutional investor, um, we, we're happy to, to talk. I'm hoping for about two or three strategic partners that end up in the in the capital table prior to listing. And what's the reaction from them been like over this extended um, period that you've been talking? Lots of appetite, but also a lot of people don't want to be the first to do it. Um, there are p- institutions that feel that, you know, they're going to be entering into the space themselves. And, you know, from that perspective, they're conflicted, but largely positive. I mean... A lot of the private equity funds, for example, see this as a great partnership to have because it gives them an exit for their private equity portfolios. And that's the perfect combination. You know, you've got a a business on the one end that's been managed super professionally because we've got great private equity investors and they now need to uh, exit and maybe a full-on listing or finding a, a a cash buyer is not their best exit mechanism. The story there is you've got a well-run company. It's been in their portfolio for eight years. It can come on and we can give a portion of that at least to the retail public who can then also start enjoying those types of exposures. Typically, you had to be a pension fund or a retirement annuity or a family office or just a you know, really, really rich guy to be able to buy those types of businesses. So you've used technology to drop the barriers to entry in private equity. 100%. And what's very attractive about the entire model is that you're able in real time to have A, liquidity, but B, have a realistic view of valuation. Now, again, drawing on our past life, many of the private equity deals we, we executed on were long-drawn sell-side processes. 
you go through a phase one, you get expression of interest, you get a non-binding offer, you open a data room, you do a site visit, you get a binding offer, and then you discuss a final term sheet and you close. That takes up to six, eight months, 12 months even. Now, if you have an asset that you want to list and turn private capital into public market capital, you do it instantly. And the value of your asset is the value that is being traded on every single day in the public market because we have secondary market access and we'll own the brokerage that people trade those stocks in. So the ability for you to realize value in real time without having run long, drawn-out bilateral processes where you're not guaranteed to realize value because you may have two bidders at the end and they both pull the plug and now you're stuck with the asset and you're asset-rich cash poor. Yeah, and uh, if you are then the owner of that spa that we were talking about before and you want to expand, maybe take the space next door and you need 3 million rand to do that, is there any way that you can use the notes uh, that, you, that you would have listing to, to oh, raise that, it? That, that's an easy conversation. Um, you simply approach us and tell us, I want to issue X number of more notes and we do effectively a rights issue for you. Um, on the exchange, and hopefully your, your your shareholders are that happy with your performance that they all plow cash in. So it's going to be a a marketplace for private equity, and I must stress this: um, the companies remain private; they don't suddenly become public companies. But we use our our platform to give com- to give retail investors economic exposure to the performance of the underlying business. So the business itself remains private. And this is where um, it gets really exciting because they get they enjoy all of the benefits of access to retail markets because we do the compliance and we do the protection mechanisms and, and everything else that's required to be able to you know access retail money. Their job is to follow the law run the business, and make money for the retail investors. And we're the, the glue that holds that ecosystem together. So the guys aren't burdened with, you know, we're not asking Joe's Butchery to become a listed company. We're a listed company. We buy a, a portion of Joe's business, and we fund it by issuing economic link notes to the public. And so we make sure that Joe's compliance is right, Joe's governance is right, that Joe's protocols are correct. And we do everything we can to make sure the retail investor is protected. Um, We make sure that the capital for Joe is appropriately priced. We think it's a good deal. You're getting cheap capital, the public's getting access to um, alternative uh, investments. And they can buy and sell those shares or those notes. Yeah. But from Joe's perspective, he's got a single tenant, Altvest, and we've just funded our payment for that component by giving, by listing our instruments on the exchange. But it will be you know, Altvest Economic Link, Joe's Butcher, or Altvest Economic Link Note, Candlestick Maker, whatever the case is. And people will buy and sell those opportunities. Mm-hmm.